Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. It's July 11th. Where the heck is the year going? We couldn't wait to get to 2022, and now we're in what? Quarter three already? I don't know where it went. I'm watching us on Facebook, and the screen is totally frozen. I have no idea why I'm going to refresh it. We're just going to ignore it. Yeah, something going on with Facebook. Anyway, I think we're broadcasting live, live streaming on Facebook. This is Read My Lips Radio. I have three wonderful creatives joining me today. You know my show is more of a party than an interview. We're not going to sit here and lecture you and tell you when we need to inspire you. We're just going to share who these three wonderful people are, what they do, what creativity means to them. But I didn't warn them how we start the show. I have met only one of these lovely people. Uh, the other two have no idea what's going on on faith. They accepted the invitation through a wonderful agent named Mickey Mickelson. And so we're very happy Mickey sent me. I'll tell you who they are in a second. However, on the count of three, I'm going to ask my three guests to join me in saying the following. It's very simple. Hello, L, L, L with all kinds of passion and sincerity. And I'll tell you who LLL is in a second. So here we go. One, two, three. Hello, LLL. There we go. Freddie, Freddie, you can, come on, let's try it one more time. One, two, three. Hello, LLL. That's lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. She's been with me for years. She's in Whitestone, New York. I'm still taking up a fake GoFundMe, and to try and move her to London. So I'll be lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in London. Freddie, I hope you're enjoying this. But I can't get the fake money to come through, so she's still in Whitestone, New York. Laura, we love you. And there you go. So Laura is always listening, and I'm warning the three of you, at 8.01 p.m. East Coast time, she will email me and tell me what she gleaned from each of you, what she learned, how you inspired her. So be on your best behavior, or not, perhaps, anyway. Today is July 11th, as I said. It is the 192nd day of the Gregorian calendar. I always say thank you to Gregory, Greg, Grego, whatever his mommy called him, we're still using his calendar, and I think that's amazing. Don't you, Freddie? What a legacy. Unbelievable. This is the 28th Monday in the year. Nobody cares about that except me. There are 173 days left. Now, the reason that's important, and I announce it every week, is because we're here. We're alive. We got through whatever was happening to the world in the past two years, all four of us, right? And every New Year's Eve now is a big celebration because we made it through, and hopefully people we love and care about. So if you're planning something special for New Year's Eve, moving into 2023, now's the time. If you're going to make whiskey or anything like that, now's the time to start doing it. If you're going to make Kahlua in the sink in your garage, or you're going to make something in the bathtub, I don't know, Freddie, start now. Or if you're going to buy something from an online liquor store, wine store, start reserving it now because everybody's going to be partying like it's 2022, 2023, when it comes to December 31st. You've been warned, okay? You've got 173 days left. Let's see what's going on here. So I'm going to tell you who my special guests are. Wave, if we ever get uh, Facebook Live, it looks like it's just stuck. I don't know if it's me or just the feed here. Anne Scotland is with us. Anne is, oh, I can't wait to hear from her. She's an emotional well-being expert. And don't tell me if I don't have emotional well-being, but just help. Oh, thank you very much. Well-behaved. Uh, she's an actress 
She's the best-selling author of Live for Joy. Is there any better way to live? And seriously, Anne has a Twitter feed that draws only several thousand views a month. I want your secret. Seriously. I really want your secret. So we'll talk about that. And welcome and thank you. Then we have Dr. Samantha Pillay. She's, it's Tuesday already. She's in Australia. What time of the morning is it, Samantha? It's just gone 8.30 a.m. Oh, good. I'm glad we didn't wake you up too early. She smashed, smashed the glass ceiling to become South Australia's first female urological surgeon. Bravo to you, Samantha. I have a feeling there was a lot of competition in that. She is also an Amazon number one bestselling author. Congratulations. We'll be hearing more from you. And we have Freddie Cruz. I have a real pro on the show. Freddie, look at you. Freddie is a Houston radio personality. He's an author. He's an animal advocate. And he's the host of Freddie's Huge Ask podcast. Freddie mm-hmm. Cruz, welcome. How are you? Thank you. Doing wonderful. And hello to Anne. I've had her on my podcast before. It'll hey, be Freddie. joyful. Mm-hmm. There you go. They're oh, keep, keeping with it. So I want to say a shout out and hello to our engineer, Josh. He's a one name wonder. He will never let me use his last name on the air. So hello to Josh. Everybody in the camera three, say hello, Josh. One, two, three. Hello, hello Josh. Josh. Got to throw him, show him some love. Don't throw him anywhere. Just show him some love every Monday because he takes good care of us. We are live on the Voice America Radio Empowerment Channel. And we're going to empower everybody with a little bit of love for creativity. So let's go around the table. I just gave a one-line bio. That's not enough because you're all so special. So, Anne Scotland, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. I'm recording this on Zoom, so we will have a video in case Facebook, we're just standing there looking like, uh, I don't know what's going on. But I'm putting you on full screen view when you speak so you know. And uh, tell us a little bit about you. Take about three minutes, Anne. And who are you? What do you do? And what do you think about creativity? Welcome. Wow, thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. I like feeling your energy like crazy. I think I should wake up with you with my coffee every morning. That would actually like perfect my day, my morning ritual. You're very kind. Um, <laughs> um, my name is Anne Scotland. I'm an emotional wellness expert. I uh, teach and educate both students and adults in the corporate world how to bring more wellness into their workplace, not just in physical health, which is part of it, but more around the emotional wellness. Uh, how do you find your joy again if it's disappeared, got buried, or otherwise seems to have sunk to the depth of your boots? How do you get back in touch with that joy? So that is a, a big part of what I do. Uh, also have a podcast called Scotland Talks and my book, Live for Joy, working on another one now, uh, do corporate training retreats. So that is that is what I do. Um, who I am. Oh, that's like an existential question. Uh, who I am. Let's see. Um, I was raised in a really unusual upbringing. Um, I lived in an extraordinarily right-wing religious household where I was out in the very, very, very boondocks and homeschooled until I was almost 16. I uh, had a slow um, transitioning into the real world well into my 20s. Uh, got married while I was still in college. Um, ended up in a relationship with someone I didn't realize was a sociopath and who was living multiple lives. So I had to discover after many years of living a very vulnerable lifestyle and not really having, you know, the wisdom of the world on my hands, uh, how to 
find my joy without all the support systems and all the formulas I've been taught and how to just go out there and live your life abundantly, which I have been doing ever since in Hollywood as an actress, as a writer, as a teacher and trainer. And I'm happy to report that I love living in my joy and it's a lot easier than people think. Um, finding those little pieces of your day, what's pulling your joy away, what's bringing you joy for me. Animals, Freddie and I, we beat heart to heart on that. I have three rescue mini schnauzers right now, which are usually clamoring all over me, except I've blocked them out of the office at the moment. <laughs> and, uh, and I live out in nature as much as I possibly can. I also travel a lot and I get to see wildlife and work to support animals. I love people. I think just bringing more joy to the world in an abundant space is what a gift. And if we could bring that to our to children, to young people, to the corporate workplace, to these environments, then that would be gift enough to just, you know, we get enough negative input. Let's celebrate. <laughs> Let's celebrate. And I have, you made a comment about if you're not feeling, I think you said not feeling joy all the way down to your boots. I'm a drummer and I have red suede boots yeah. that I wear everywhere, even to the grocery store. And people say, I love your boots. They're so cute. They're, they're, they have a stacked heel and they're a red kind of pattern on pattern with a gold zipper on the side. And I found them, uh, I found them in TJ Maxx about five years ago. Should have bought every pair they had in my size. So I searched online and I found pairs in blue and orange brocade and black and gold. I've got five pairs now, black, two red, and a whole bunch of blue patterns. And anyway, so I do have joy in my boots. I just wanted to tell you that. That's I love, no, I love what you, joy in those boots. <laughs> I love what you say. I wear them everywhere. Doctors, dentists. Well, when I go, I, I wear them everywhere. And people say, oh, look at those cute boots. Anyway, I wear a big, oh, I forgot my flower. I'm, ah. I'm putting my house on the market soon. And my realtor said, take everything personal out, everything away, everything red. And I said, what? So I've cleaned up my office and I can't find anything. Anyway, I will find the flower for, for my lapel. And it's such a pleasure to have you. And I love the fact that you've got a book with the word joy in it, because yes. what better message? Come on, what better message, everybody? And we, we need joy. And that's what we're here, to, we're here to talk about. Thank you what you said about my energy. I'll, I'll import me with your coffee. I can't oh, drink. Yeah. Can you believe a little bit of caffeine and I'm flying on the ceiling yeah, for hours? I can't, I can't. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. My sister used to say she doesn't need drugs. What can I tell you? Anyway, yes, she was right. Uh, let's move on before I get in real trouble. Or Samantha, doctor, you want me to call you Dr. Samantha, Dr. Pillay? How do you like to be addressed? You can call me Samantha. You can call me Sam. You can call me what you want. I'm going to call you Samantha because it's such a gorgeous name. Dr. Samantha Pillay, welcome. I met you at Steve Harrison's National Publicity Summit many, many, many months ago. And she's in, you're in Australia and it's the next day. Maybe she could predict the future for us, Anne and Freddie. Maybe maybe she can tell us what's going to happen on Tuesday. We'll, we'll talk to her during the show. Samantha, I'm putting you on speaker view. I do have Facebook working fine now. We're all live, so behave yourselves. Samantha, tell us more. Who are you? What do you do? And what's your take on creativity? Talk to me. Thank you, Radio Red. It's fantastic to be here. I had a pretty late entry to the creative space. Um, I hadn't had much creativity in my life as a surgeon. Something strange happened, I think, after I turned 50. I was, it started with being a stressed out um, single mum, surgeon, entrepreneur, running a business, and I was trying to manage a really bad hip pain from birth, from congenital hip dysplasia, and my mobility just declined and declined. One of the biggest stresses in my life was what's for dinner. Um, I struggled to even um, get around the supermarket and shop or stand and cook or wash or clean up or prepare a meal. 
and I basically changed my life by kind of working out this regime where I had a simple repertoire of cooking meals um, uh, that didn't need a recipe and planned two weeks meals from a single shop and cooked in a way that made it really quick because I couldn't stand for long and minimised the shopping up and transformed my life. Because even like Uber Eats, I had like decision fatigue at the end of the day and it was too hard. So I saved myself so much time, so much stress, and I ended up saving myself so much money and lost weight. And I thought, this is amazing. You know, um, why don't I write a book? I've always wanted to write a book. And what I want to do is write a book for people who don't cook. Um, there's lots of cookbooks, people who cook. And so that was the birth of the No Recipe Cookbook, the cookbook for people who don't cook. It's written in prose, no recipes, no pictures. And I was like hooked. I was like, oh my God, you know, I suddenly um, found another passion. And it timed with having a hip replacement and finding out what life was without chronic pain, which I hadn't actually experienced because I'd been, um, I'd had it since birth. And uh, suddenly, sort of another part mm-hmm. of my brain. Unlocked. So I seriously thought about what I could do to make the most difference in the world. If I was going to spend my time doing something, what would be, how do I work out what, what's going to give me the, the bang for my buck as far as my time and energy and passion? And there were a couple of things that I was passionate about um, other than in the health sector and others. I had to overcome a lot of gender barriers as the first female, um, one of the first female surgeons, first in my area, specialty in my state. Um, more than 20 years ago, I qualified, and less than 4% of surgeons were women at the time. And I really felt that I, I also lacked role models. It took a long time for me to really find my wings, like a lot of women. And I think for a lot of women, um, we sort of clip our wings. We sort of think big, but not big enough. And I wanted to inspire the next generation with self-belief and role models. So I decided a children's picture book series was the best way to embark on my mission which it also allowed using pictures to sort of resonate the message with adults and that led to the when I'm a surgeon when I'm an entrepreneur and it's just gone up for pre-order this week um when I'm an astronaut throughout next month so and they have coloring and activity books and so I'm suddenly being creative and making coloring books and oh my god it's so much fun um and the other passion uh that I had was I decided I wanted to change the health of the nation and help people um, having spent so long treating people with chronic preventable disease I realized that as a surgeon what I could do was tiny in comparison to what a person can do for their own health and to help people have a healthier um, future uh, we sort of you know it's one life one body and how we live the first 50 years really impacts the quality of life the second 50 years it's really hard for people to make the changes now because often the impact doesn't materialise for decades. And so I am, through uh, public speaking, motivating people to really prioritise their health and make those changes and talking about what you're doing now that is causing damage and what you can do to give yourself a better future. Thank you very much, Samantha. Very inspiring. I'm glad you're living a life without pain. I think that was one of the takeaways. The other thing is, if if you're over 50, you're redefining what that looks like and sounds like. Am I right, Ann and Freddie? Uh, uh, yeah. Seriously, Samantha. It's, 
I don't know what it's supposed to be, but if that's it, people can't say, oh, fancy, I'm scatting all that's up there. Heck, look at you. Look at your hair. Look at your smile. Look at your skin. Look at your energy. Look at your achievements, your creativity, your accomplishments, your boundless energy, your passion for helping people, your books. You, you're, you're a role model probably to people who don't even know you're their role model. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to help help more Thanks. people. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm very impressed. And when I met you many months ago at the Publicity Summit, you immediately caught my attention. So I'm really glad you waited. It's been months. It's been months since we met. And I'm I'm really glad you're here. So Samantha, thank you so much. I can't I can't believe she said she's over fifty. I don't know. That just that, that doesn't. Well, we have to get used to the new meaning of numbers. My mom was a hundred years, one month and fifteen days when she passed away in my wow. arms from a cough, and she lived alone. She had her hair and nails done every week. Freddie, she played the piano, and her neighbors complained when she didn't play enough. She played mahjong. She played bridge, and she loved everybody. And men were still trying to pick her up in the elevator. In her building. She lived in a high-rise luxury apartment. And she said, why would you hire an aide for me? She said, because they're just going to watch me get up and put on my makeup and slice the banana into my cereal and go play with my, play mahjong or schedule a bridge game or go walk down to the pool. Why would you want to waste your money? So we didn't get her an aide. <laughs> that, but that's 100 years. And let me tell you, they weren't eating oat bran muffins when my mom and her friends were coming up. Her best friend Gertrude lived to 104. She outlived my mom. She was a little bit older they're they're all in their 90s and low hundreds these women i don't know they're all widows well off not extraordinary but well you know self-sustaining but they were eating steak they were eating <laughs> white bread they were having a cocktail i don't think there were any smokers they're having a cocktail some of them married twice my mom dated after my dad died 53 year fabulous marriage he was a doctor by the way an md a radiologist back in the day and she dated and her friend said what you're dating why and she said hey i want to be i want to continue to be happy i had a wonderful life 53 years why shouldn't i continue she dated first guy she dated she called me a couple weeks after she was supposed to see him for for a, a weekend date and she said mickey went in the hospital his name is mickey not your agent mickey went in the hospital they found scar tissue when he died on the table so i had to go to another funeral and this was a month Two months after my dad died, I said, Mom, I said, Mom, we got to, you know, we got to change this up a little bit. Anyway, there was Jack, there was Captain Jack, there was this one, there was that one. One time, two of her boyfriends took her both to dinner in Boca, Florida, and they battled over who would get to take her home. I'm not kidding you. This is the real deal. So I'll send you all a link to an article somebody wrote about her a couple of months ago, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. Samantha, thank you. Just unleashed all this passion in me. When you said 50, I'm thinking 50 times. You said first 50 and second 50. That computed to my mom, Ruth. So. Yeah, so I'm 53. So Thank 54. you. Full disclosure. She's working on it. Okay, lady. Thank you very much. And I don't talk about age. We don't talk about age. Freddie Cruz, you've been so patient. You're the one guy on the show today. I'm so happy to have you here. Rumor has it, you're a professional broadcaster. I better be careful. Freddie, you want to do a report card? How am I doing so far, kid? Uh, well, I don't know if I would necessarily categorize myself as a professional, so to speak, but I am a broadcaster, former terrestrial radio broadcaster. I'm now a podcaster, uh, retired from the corporate media game. Uh, but I just got to say, the doctor is really giving a new meaning to the word age is nothing but a number. And this whole conversation, just listening to you speak and you speak and you and I'm looking at you too. Uh, just, it, it, it reminds me of this. Um, it reminds me of an Eminem diss track. Follow along. The Eminem diss track 
in response to Machine Gun Kelly, where he says, I'd rather be 47-year-old me than 23-year-old you. And so <laughs> it just... It it really ages nothing more than a number, and it's all how it's all how you perceive that number and how you perceive things in your life. Kind of going back to what Anne's speaking about with her book Joy and what and all the work that she's doing, whether it's with corporate America and these Fortune whatever leaders and CEOs and VPs or teenagers and what have you. So this is all some really inspiring stuff. I'm just happy to be on along for the ride. Thank you. So, Fred, so how am I doing? You're going to give me a report card or not? I will give you a solid. Oh, boy, I'm in trouble now. 10,000 on a scale of one to 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wants something. We'll talk after the show. <laughs> we'll, 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 when the ladies drop. Thank you, Freddie. I appreciate that. Now, Freddie, will the real Freddie Cruz please sit down, stand up, and tell us who in the heck are you? What's your background? What are you doing here? What do you think about Cre- Now that you've complimented, he's good, isn't he, Anne and Samantha? He's really, yay. Somebody Don't you trained- accuse me of having any charm. Somebody tra- somebody trained you really well to be around people. Wow. Freddie, talk to me. Who are you? Let's go. Okay. Well, I have been obsessed with stories. And I think when you reach a certain age, kind of going back to aging, but when you reach a certain age, 40, I'm in my late 40s, but when you come to, when you come to a certain number, you start to really reflect on, on how you've gotten to present day. And you reflect a little more often than when you're in your late teens and 20s, getting through college and establishing establishing yourself. But I really, this is who I am. At my core is somebody obsessed with stories. And uh, whether it's Beverly Cleary, you know, Ramona Quimby, age eight, or Shel Silverstein, or Grover, don't read this book. It's something that I've always been just obsessed with stories. Telling stories since high school yearbook, uh, sharing stories on the radio because when you think about it, songs are stories. Mm-hmm. Beautifully song, beautifully written songs by someone like Ed Sheeran or even a Billie Eilish. Uh, you're telling stories, and and it's more than just lyrics. It's making the words and the harmonies kind of sync and flow uh, with the instruments, whether they're a guitar or a synthesizer or what have you. <clears throat> it's an art. It's a story and. And so now this kind of rebooted version of myself, um, I find myself wanting to help smaller brands, companies, or individuals, um, want to help them empower themselves. I want to help empower themselves to get their story out there, whether it's through copywriting or narrating an audio book or what have you. Um, I do write fiction as well. Um, I've got my third book uh, coming out this fall. Uh, I'm sitting on a nonfiction manuscript that I might just, I don't know if I'm going to do anything with it. Maybe I'll put something up on, um, weekly and just see where it goes and not do anything like traditionally not, not printed out, so to speak. So it's just like Mm -hmm. an internet book uh, in blog form. So I just love creating and, and sharing and doing all the things and, you know, how did you get started, Freddie? What's your background? What education? Where did you grow up around storytellers? Did you grow up around music, around writers, around broadcasters? Just give me a little, little, little tiny sure. peek into that early Freddie. Go ahead. Coach Swanson in middle school basically told us that you are not going to play for the NFL. So school is important. And so it kind of got the <laughs> wheels turning. Like, well, if I'm not going to be Bo Jackson and play for the Royals and the Raiders, then I can be on TV. 
but to get on TV, you use radio as a stepping stone. Well, I got into radio and that was it. I was I was hooked. I was smitten. I didn't want to be like those stuffed shirt TV guys with the you know wearing the ties and the suits and I want to read the teleprompter. Uh, <laughs> and no and no offense to those guys. We need them. Yeah. We need them. And and girls, guys and, and girls. girls. No yep. offense to them. I just um, it was I fell in love with radio and had yeah. been been involved ever since. So there you Good. go. Good. Well, I did terrestrial radio as well under a different name. You may know my other name, but that's my business radio name. I have over 50 radio series I've started for big corporations around the world, and I've produced and hosted them for 11 years and millions of people around the world who know who I am. But anyway, what I wanted to say was I was doing a drive time Friday night, 6 p.m. show for WGBB, the oldest AM radio station on Long Island, New York. And they were bought by the Chinese radio network. So it was Chinese broadcast out of Flushing, New York during the day. And at 6 p.m., it went into the bridge, the bridge show. So they brought me in. I wasn't paid. And somebody said to me, oh, you're not paid. You couldn't be any good. It's like, shut up. I'm cutting my teeth here. I'm running a one-hour live show interviewing authors. I carried a briefcase full of horoscopes and news articles and anything in case. Sometimes a guest was stuck in traffic and they couldn't get to a phone. This was this was in the 90s. This was not doing it on the internet yet. This was not Zoom. This was phone-in. And I had to have background material, Freddie, to fill in if I needed needed to. So I carried stuff with me all the time. Let me read you last month's horoscope. That's really cool. Um, Anyway, it was was a blast. It was a riot. And uh, somebody who was the manager there asked me to do a couple of shows. She gave me two shows a week. And I cut my teeth at WGBB. They had me doing their PSAs and writing promos for them. And it was just a blast. And then eventually I had a car accident on the way home one day. Tire tire blew and I lost control. And uh, uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. I said, I can't do this. And that's when internet radio was just really taking off. So I moved my shows to the web and stopped doing terrestrial. So I, I appreciate your journey and mine. And uh, it just blossomed from there. I Freddie, Anne, and Samantha, you know what gets me going in the morning? What gets me up? What gets my juices flowing? Is having the opportunity to speak to really smart, passionate people. That's it. That's it. Talking to people like the three of you, talking to my business panelists on all of my shows. I do sometimes up to 250 live shows a year. Getting to talk to really smart people and learning and having to do the research on the topics just floats me. It, it's a one, and that's my joy. Enough about me. Let's move on. So thank you very much. Great introductions, everybody. And again, a shout out to the National Publicity Summit, where I met Samantha Pillay, Dr. Pillay, and where I'm, and through Mickey Mickelson, I met Freddie Cruz and Anne Scotland. So let's go to, you all were kind enough to send me a quote from a fictional character in a movie or a TV show or a song lyric that you're going to relate to creativity. That's the theme of our show. I'll read the quote and a little bit of background, and I'd like to have you take about, well, it's already almost 7.30. My goodness, time flies when everybody's having fun talking. Isn't that true, Anne? So we're having joy here. So uh, take two and a half, three minutes and tell me what you think it relates to, how it relates to. And Anne has sent us a quote from Chris Gardner, played by, can I say his name? Am I allowed to say his name? (laughs) Okay. Well, Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, I can still say his name. The movie was The Pursuit of Happiness, spelled exactly that way. 2006 American biographical drama film. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. And his son, Jaden, was a co-star. I'm not going to do much about the movie. I just want to read the quote. 
The quote Anne selected is, the secret to success, find something you love to do so much, you can't wait for the sun to rise to do it all over again. I think that's what I just said, isn't it? It is what you just said. (laughs) I didn't even see the movie. Oh my goodness. Anne, tell tell me, how did you pick, how'd you find this quote out of the gazillion movie and song and and TV quotes? Anne, talk to me. You know, I'm always looking for movies, songs, and anything to give that positive lift. So, you know, when I saw that, I hadn't seen it for years and I watched it again recently, Pursuit of Happiness, which is a really beautiful movie, and around happiness and joy and and even lyrics and songs. I'm, I'm way more about being intentional, what I watch and what I listen to as a method for building, you know, keeping your joy up because we're we're sensitive sponge-like creatures and whatever we get inundated with is what we experience and also what we <laughs> either share or puke back out <laughs> depending <laughs> on the what it is right like so you can either have something beautiful to share or you can be like blah, blah, blah. so but about creativity about creativity so i think that's just a huge part about happiness about creativity and one of the secrets of success is finding something that you love so much to do that like you just said, you can't wait to get up in the morning and talk to amazing, smart and creative people every day that gets your juices flowing. That makes you excited. And some people have that opportunity in their life, in their business, right? As you know, the profession that they have created, you know, Freddie loves radio, right? So he loves that. Not everyone gets to express that fully in the business where they find themselves, but you can still express it in your life. You can still express it in your hobbies or, you know, me waking up in the morning with three little mini schnauzers looking down at my face is literally makes me so happy. (laughs) Um, They're just so happy in the morning. I'm like, who has the right to be grumpy when you see that? Uh, All those tails wagging. Um, So that was really what it is, is joy isn't just a byproduct of your circumstances. But I do believe you can have joy despite your circumstances. And part of that is giving yourself a recipe. Thank you, Dr. Samantha. (laughs) A recipe for joy is how you live your life, what you choose to do, finding things that excite you. And instead of putting all the energy you're given into focusing on the negative, take that same energy and choose to focus on creating the life you want and the life that makes you happy and joyful. Thank you. I love that. I'm thinking of all the elements of what I've built into my life recently that align with what you're talking about. Thank you very much. And beautifully put, let's go to Dr. Samantha Pillay. And she sent us a quote from Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum, another very interesting actor, Jurassic Park, a.k.a. Jurassic World, American sci-fi media franchise about a disastrous attempt to create a theme park of cloned dinosaurs. And the franchise started in 1999. And let's go to the quote. So preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. Well, that's an interesting quote to bring to the show, Samantha. I hear the puppies there. Go ahead, Samantha. Um, and so I think it just relates to so many things. I mean, Anne touched on it when she talked about being intentional. So there's, when it comes to creativity, it's about thinking, oh God, I could, I'm just so busy. I could do so many things, but what's going to make the most impact? What, what, what could I do? It also is about um, what I talk about, which is trying to, for people to become um, healthy and, you know, you have we understanding the choices that you have and just because you maybe can afford to eat out every night, should you eat out every night or should you, 
Um, and it relates to, I mean, I even do some business entrepreneurship is another passion of mine. And I do some mentoring for business startups. And some of the topics I talk about is actually ethics in business, where I bring together maybe my medical background, um, which is kind of kind of a unique mix with business. And uh, with businesses, often you can be driven by commercialization and and you can apply that even to that aspect as well as far as making the decisions on what you really should be doing uh, to make your impact on this planet rather than just what you could do to make a profit. So it, it, it sort of marries my medical, my creativity, my business um, and everything. I thought it summed it all up. Thank you very much. Very well put. I pre- appreciate when my guest, and I do this on my business shows as well. I have my guests come up with quotes from movies and then I want to send you a quote from Peter Drucker or from Mark Twain or from Albert Einstein or from Gandhi or from, I don't know, um, Aristotle or somebody. I say, no, it's got to be fictional. No, last I checked, those people were real people, you know? So, and, and the way I do that, Freddie, I get a kick out of that because I, I get my guests to back into a business topic through a fictional quote. And you'll get a kick out of this. One of the most popular quotes now is Jack Nicholson's character in A Few Good Men, Colonel Nathan Jessup. If you watch the clip, it's powerful. And he says in the courtroom, he looks at Tom Cruise, who was just a baby when he did the movie. He says, you can't handle the truth. What a great business quote. Think about it, about anything in business. So people come and... The Dory quote from Finding Nemo, Ellen DeGeneres playing Dory, the blue tag, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Well, what a great business quote, right? So I use that I use that uh, little mnemonic or trick to get into it. So let's see what Freddie has sent us. Oh, Freddie, this is a good one. Tyler Durden played by Brad Pitt, the movie Fight Club, 1999. And this is number seven of 12 rules for life. Let me give a little background in case somebody doesn't know the movie. The narrator is a fictional character appearing as the central figure of the 1996 Chuck Palahniuk novel Fight Club. I'm sorry. Palahniuk, thank you very much. What do I know? There you go. It's 1999 film adaptation in the comic books Fight Club 2 and Fight Club 3. The character is an insomniac with a split personality depicted as an unnamed every man during the day who becomes the chaotic and charismatic. I like that chaotic and charismatic. I think I've dated people like that. Soaps, <laughs> soap salesman Tyler Durden at night during periods of insomnia. Tyler was selected by Empire Magazine. Do you know this? Freddie, as the greatest movie character of all time in 2008. Did you know that? I did not know that. And after Fight Club was voted by Empire Magazine readers as the 10th greatest movie of all time. But that was in 2008. That's been a couple of minutes ago. Here's the quote from Tyler Durden, a.k.a. the narrator. Freddie has picked. Nothing is static. Everything is evolving. Everything is falling apart. Oh, Freddie, help us out here. What's this guy doing with creativity? Go. It means just that you got to evolve with the times. The sun is going to rise and is going to set with or without you. Life is short. And to use it, my apologies, but to use another quote, it's on, from the movie on a long enough timeline, the survival rate for everybody drops to zero. In other words, life is short. You can accept it and it's liberating. Um, it's like a modern take on Memento Mori by Marcus Aurelius. Uh, the Roman emperor. So it's liberating. To me, it's liberating. We're the only species conscious of our own mortality. And when you realize that, and some people never do, it's unfortunate. But when you realize that your time is so finite 
And in a hundred years, none of what we do is going to even be remembered. It's a good chance there won't be. We have the internet. Um, so who knows? Maybe there's a chance, but most likely, probably not. In a thousand years, I don't know anybody from a thousand years that I, you know, <laughs> not so. unless you're Marcus Aurelius, <laughs> not unless you're Marcus Aurelius. but, um, you know, it's life is short and why the heck not just take that chance, not take a chance for the sake of taking a chance and being reckless with your life and your career and what have you, but write the darn book, record the song. <laughs> if you want to be a superstar, you've got, you've got more yes. access to yes. information and technology to be a, a TV star or a radio star than even the most powerful broadcaster just 25 years ago. Do the work. Yep. Do the work. Yep. Put it out there and just do it. I don't mean to quote Nike, but just... That's okay. I'm yeah. still still writing my book, Freddie. <laughs> I have to change my name to publish it because it's so scathingly funny and it's so attacking. It's so sarcastic. Oh, so sorry. I'll tell you all off air. Keep it's so posted. sarcastic. Oh, oh, it's I, I'm having so much fun writing it. I never want to finish it, but it's it's almost time when I move. Oh. When I move, I found. By the way, I found I found the flower. That's my. I that, saw that. I found Love it. it. I almost pulled my back out reaching. I had to figure out where I. <laughs> I put it. You know what's what's annoying to me is in order to sell a house today, you've heard of home staging. Well, I'm told to remove every piece of me from visual of the house. So I'm a I'm a painter. I've started painting about two and a half years ago. I have over two hundred pieces. Seventy five of them have just come down off the walls of my house. My garage is still an art gallery. I have to take every piece of red out. They want to repaint all my rooms and get rid of the pastels in the bathroom, get rid of the red feature wall in the kitchen. They want me to take all my beautiful light fixtures down and put up twenty dollar blah and ugly ceiling fans. They said otherwise nobody will buy your house. And I said, well, gee, I, I'm looking online to go somewhere else. I won't tell you where. And I see houses that are all neutral, empty. Everything is beige. And I say, uh, well, what would I do with that? Where does the, where does the chair go? Where, where, is that a dining room? Is that a living? I, I don't know. Is that an <laughs> office? Where would I? Where, 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 well, and then I see houses that have peanut butter on the table and the kids' clothes are thrown everywhere. And there's the cat food is out and everything. And I say, well, that's kind of messy. And then I see the houses that are clean and neat and have personality. And I say, you know, I'd like to live in that house, but with my red couch. So I'm, I'm different. I'm different. I'm fighting my realtor because he's saying, you gotta bring in a painter here tomorrow. They're bringing it. They told me to get rid of the baby grand piano. I said, like, hell I will five person move. You know, where am I going to put it in the, to get in the garage? Where do you put it? So I lifted the, the lid up on the piano. I put the stick up. It's my mom's baby grand from, from the 1950s. It's absolutely gorgeous. So I dusted it off and it's a showpiece now and that's the way it is. So anyway, but taking my art off the walls was so painful because I have made this house my own and I have to divorce myself literally, figuratively from it being my house. And now it's just an asset that I want money for. That's it. Well, thank God you didn't paint murals on the wall. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm well, really glad you painted on canvas. <laughs> well, wait till this guy comes and tries to give me an estimate. I'm painting over a red feature wall. Do you know how many layers it took to make it look really good? I'm thinking we'll go with a, a dark gray for that feature wall, which would be neutral, but because white, 
you know how many primers he's going to have to put on? He ain't covering in my lifetime. So we'll, we'll have an interesting debate tomorrow. But anyway, I got to hire an electrician to come in. And uh, my mom had beautiful antique, an antique dealer, antique fixtures. And yeah. I've got gorgeous original lamps and furniture from the 1800s. I said, get rid of all of it. I said, no, no. Anyway, let's move on. I have some interesting dates in history. This day, July 11th in music, I'm going to throw out a couple of dates in history. Just wave or smile or say something if this means anything to you. The Rolling Stones released Honky Tonk Women in 1969 on this day in history. Did anybody know that? Is that? Go ahead, Samantha. Uh, No, no. I was just, 69 is my year. You know, it wasn't just Man on the Moon. It was the year I was born. (laughs) Okay. Well, then Honky Tonk Women, maybe they were thinking of Never mind. Uh, 1970, the next year, the cover of Summertime Blues was released by The Who, the cover. In 1970, the same year, same day, the Woodstock soundtrack to the film hit number one. And here's an interesting one. The same day. What a day in music history. Three Dog Night, Mama Told Me Not to Come, hit number one. Does anybody remember that song, Mama Told Me Not? Oh, you got to go find it. Mama told me. Oh, you got it. Mama told me not to come by Three Dog Night. Phenomenal. Just, I can't sing it. I killed the show. And the black, you all know the Black Eyed Peas. I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas replaced replaced their song, Boom Boom Pow, in number one on this day in 2009. Now, you all know who the Black Eyed Peas are. Even I know who they are. This day in sports, 1895, way before our time. First. First ever automobile race took place from Paris to Bordeaux, France in 48 hours and 48 minutes. I have no idea what kind of motors, what kind of engines, what kind of speed. Uh, Today in 1914, Babe Ruth made his debut in Major League Baseball. And this one might appeal to Freddie. I don't know. Nolan Ryan of the Astros was the first to strike out 4,000 on this day in 1985. Does that mean something? Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. (laughs) There you go. Okay, we have some holidays that fall on July 11th. I don't know what you think about this. All American. This is for for least for Freddie and Ann. It's All American Pet Photo Day. Well, after the after the my dog Sparrow. I'm a terrible dad. (laughs) What can I tell you? It's also International Essential Oils Day. Okay, if you're into that, it's Make Your Own Sunday Day, even though it's a Monday, Sunday with an E. It's National Blueberry Muffin Day. It's Cheer Up the Lonely Day. I thought that was something nice. I think that's what we're doing here on the show. It's National Mojito Day. Drink up. (laughs) It's National Swimming Pool Day. I actually am looking at houses with swimming pools and people are telling me, nah, not worth the upkeep. Don't even bother. For the one or two times, I'll say, oh, I have my own pool. And then that's it. Cover it up and watch it get slimy. And it's Slurp. (laughs) Happy day or 7-Eleven's birthday today. How about that? And this is air conditioning appreciation days from, (laughs) I swear, from July 3rd to August 15th. It was 97 degrees here. Fahrenheit in uh, I'm in Durham, North Carolina. Last Thursday when I only only shop in the supermarket on Thursday. Do you know why, Anne? Is it, is there a discount day? Yes. Did you see how carefully I said that? Yes, you did. <laughs> and, and I'm always glad when the when the checker says to me, "Are you entitled to the discount?" <laughs> but sometimes they just they just give it to me, and I say, Shit. "That's amazing." Okay. That's yeah, amazing. I said with this red hair and those it. red disco boots, and they know um, it's a fifty five thing. Like, yes, what ma'am. can I tell you? I'm admitting to only that, Samantha. Uh, let's see. It's also Creative Maladjustment Week. I have no idea what that means. Today in 1969, another music day. Samantha, David Bowie released the single Space Oddity, this day in history, nine days before Apollo 11 landed on the moon. 
Okay, that should be interesting. Britain's Music Box. Does anybody know what Britain's Music Box is? Freddie, are you familiar with that? It's a box that is made in Great Britain. Thank you very much. It's a failure. It's a pan-European 24-hour cable and satellite TV channel, the equivalent of MTV. It's not BritBox? No, they call it music. No, BritBox is what you pay for on Prime when you get all the British, uh, yeah, you get all the British detective shows. And you knew that. It's a music, Britain's music box began satellite transmission to Europe on this day in 1984. Heart single alone went to number one for three weeks. Shaggy, does anybody know who Shaggy is? Of course. Of course. Well, I, I, I got one right. Shaggy releases his third studio album, Bombastic, Grammy Award for Best Reggae Album. And Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic rocket plane flies to the edge of space in a test of space tourism. So there. A couple of birthdays to celebrate. You, Lori, you all know you, Lori, from House. Anybody know how old you, Lori, is? Anne, you got a clue? No idea. Freddie? Samantha? I'll guess 58. 50? Uh, 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 you, Lori, 63. 63. Okay, old. but I'm going to give you one who is a little closer to you. P- Peter Dinklage. You know Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage played Tryon Lannister on Game of Thrones. Yes! <laughs> okay, he's he's a, a little person. He He's 53. Shia LaBeouf, you all know Shia LaBeouf. He's 36. Adrian Barbeau, does anybody remember? She played Rizzo in Greece on Broadway, and she was Maud's daughter, Carol. That goes way back. June Wilder, in memoriam, was born on this day in 1933. Comedian, actor, you all know Gene Wilder. And I have four social media stars you've never heard of, but we're wishing them a happy birthday anyway. YouTube star named Pretty Girl Chaz. That's all one word is 23. Happy birthday, lady. <laughs> we have a Twitch star named QT Cinderella. QT Cinderella. One word. Freddie, say happy birthday. QT Cinderella, please. Happy birthday, QT Cinderella. The best Twitch streamer that I've never seen before. <laughs> there you go. We have a YouTube star named AA9Skills. Capital A, lowercase, the number nine skills with a Z, 35. And then we have one that always, I've seen this name before. He's a TikTok star and his name is No Drip Josh. I don't even want to know. 19 years old. Let's go to, now that we've taken care of all of those shout outs, which we didn't do, let's go to some of your creativity statements you send me. Um, Let's see here. And I'm going to read your creativity statement number one. I like this one. Take about, we only have about nine minutes left. Oh no. Take about two minutes each for these statements. Let's go through these quickly. Anne says, creativity is finding my power and my voice. Writing was one of the first ways I found my voice, even as a young child. Anne, what's the memory there? Oh, the memory is that I loved writing and I loved creating, even though I was in an environment where I had no television, no public radio, no radio, uh, no fiction was permitted. So what happened was for those first 15, 16 years of my life, I had to come up with it all. And I was, you know, out in a remote area. I had two brothers who were significantly younger than I. So I just started being creative. Um, I, re- I, I loved cooking. That was a creative outlet with my mom, who was a home ec teacher back in the day. And I wrote my first recipe when I was about seven, but I couldn't actually write a recipe. So I drew it out. There's like a carrot and then it shows the carrot chopped. And I still have this recipe for like vegetable soup. <laughs> Samantha appreciates that. Wow. Yes, right? did you did you actually make the soup in? Of did course. People, how yes, was of it? Of course, I also made a chocolate cake and substituted salt for sugar. That didn't go so well, but my dad made us eat a few bites anyway. He's like, "We're not wasting food." 
Okay. Well, there's, there's cake but, and there's cake. Yes. Yeah. What did you love as a kid? You know, I also love to write. I wrote my first play when I was 10 and, you know, later became an actress and worked in Hollywood. So, you know, what, what gets you excited when you were a kid, when you were a teenager, when you're a college student, what did you love then? And what are those things you have maybe forgotten about that you could go back and check out? Absolutely. I remember when I got a note from my daughter's first grade teacher, we were living in Oregon at the time, and I got a note that said, your daughter is coloring outside the lines in her workbook. We need to have a remedial discussion. My daughter went on to be a brilliant artist and a brilliant medical doctor, pediatrician, specialty. I won't talk about it here. But anyway, uh, yeah, and I, I was framing her paintings, large acrylic paintings when she was 13, 14, 15, and they're still on my walls. And those are not coming down for the house sale. Those, <laughs> that's one's over my mantle. That's staying. They're big. She dared to do that. And, and I had her once do a painting for one of my birthdays, and it's very special. But she was a talent, and her, her biology notebooks were all illustrated by her. And they were, But this teacher called me and said, we've got a problem. She's coloring outside the lines. Freddie, that's depressing, isn't it? Uh, that is let's, depressing. Let's go to, thank you, right on cue there. Oh, you're good. Let's go to Samantha. I'm looking, I'm going to combine your first and your fourth statement. We've just got a couple minutes left, but quickly. Number one, you say creativity is letting go and not being afraid of uncertainty. And then number four, you say creativity is learning from my mistakes. So letting go, not being afraid of uncertainty, and learning from mistakes. Samantha, minute and a half, two minutes, go. What does this mean? I spent, you know, so much of my life as a STEM, you know, study academic. You know, I finished school when I was 16. I went to medical school, became a surgeon, and really there was no creativity. And so my work, obviously, as a surgeon was very much not about being creative and very much not much about letting go. And so creativity for me was that opportunity to do something uh, like that, that opportunity to explore. The I've got an entrepreneurial mindset. I'm always looking for something new. I'm always wanting to discover some different way of doing something. And so that is also about, um, you know, taking risks and a very much part of that is um being learning from your mistakes so it's about not being afraid to put yourself out there and obviously as a surgeon like you know someone's like writing a book like mm -hmm. you're a surgeon what are you doing writing books so it is about taking risks and not being afraid and um, when you're creative you really do put yourself out there and when everything I'd done was so much about being known it was a, a big mind sh shift for me to, to do that not being afraid to be creative when it goes against the stereotype of who people think you are and they've pigeonholed you in what they think is all you should be doing. Did I get that right, Samantha? Correct. Thank you very much, Freddie Cruz. I'm looking at statement number two. I love this. I've never heard this before from any of my guests. So you, you knew you were going to be special to me, Freddie. Here we go. This He says, one who doesn't create on a daily basis is not a creative. We have to do the work and make the muse come to us, not wait on the muse to arrive or she'll never arrive. Freddie, I've got exactly two minutes for this. Go ahead, regale us. Well, I've got to give some credit to romance author Jennifer Probst. Um, I will talk to anybody who is of a creative mind on my podcast, and I that was something that I did on the previous podcast. And it really does just strike to the core of making the decision. Are you going to do that? You know, the doctor talks about taking the risk and putting yourself out there. And you not only have to put yourself out there 
um, and not be afraid of failure, but to put yourself out there and not be afraid of the indifference of the marketplace and just not just count on count on there being no audience you know as creatives when you're when whether it's writing a cookbook or writing about finding joy in small moments when we're writing or maybe creating some kind of uh image or or editing a, a song or or something you're by yourself so mm -hmm. you've already got no audience now just pretend that when you master whatever it is you're working on just be okay with there still being no audience and then you're free and all the pressure's off. That's powerful, Freddie. Thank you. It's very, very powerful. Very, very true. Expression yes. of the soul. So whether anyone pays yeah. you for it or not, would you stunt your soul just because you couldn't get yeah. a paycheck for it? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, don't deprive yourself of that. Yep. Joy. I Speaking of not depriving, I want to know where people can find all of you. I'm going to do my closing in about 30 seconds here. So, and Josh is giving me the time. I got three minutes left. Okay. Now we have less than three. Okay. So let's go around the table. Anne Scotland website. Where can people find you? AnneScotland.com. That's A-N-N-E-S-C-O-T-T-L-I-N. AnneScotland.com uh, for my book, my podcast, and all my other links. Thank you. A-N-N-E-S-C-O-T-T-L-I-N.com. Not Scotland. Scott Lynn, no. <laughs> two T's, Scott Lynn, right. and with an E, the elegant version. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Yes. You're welcome. And I had an aunt, e. and there you go. Samantha, Dr. Samantha Pillay, where can people find you? So my website, samanthapillay.com, so S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-P-I-L-L-A-Y, one word, dot com, and all my social media links are on that site. S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-P-I-L-L-A-Y.com. I just love to spell URLs. They are like real long ones. Freddie Cruz, where can people find you? The or the, I don't know how you all say it. Y'all. FreddieCruz.com. F-R-E-D-D-Y-C-R-U-Z.com. You'll find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on YouTube. I'm trying the TikTok thing. I'm not as consistent as I should be. Sorry, Ga sorry, Gary, Gary V. I'm sorry. I'm not posting <laughs> 10 times a day. Thank you very much. Let me do my closing. I want to thank all of you and thank again to Josh, our engineer. Josh, I have one minute left. Here we go. I'm going to speed through this. Life is short. Somebody just said that. What have you said that? Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly the only way. Trust me. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. Everybody laugh with me quickly. Uncontrollably. Ah! <laughs> I should always open the show with that. You know, it's always at the end. And never regret anything that made you smile. And hear my final words. Work like you don't need the money because even if you do, everybody else has their own service. That's a Yiddish word. Get over it. Work. Put some passion into it. Do it well. Dance like no one's watching, but everybody watched when I was teaching disco and line dances in Oregon on top of a Formica table in a cafeteria to 250 people. Don't ask. Sing like nobody's listening, and I didn't sing tonight. Good for me. And love like you've never been hurt because, damn, we all have. Get over it. Your heart will regrow, regenerate, rejuvenate. Find something or somebody to love and love yourself. It helps. Money talks, chocolate sings, and last but not least, Freddie, I stole this line from a host years ago. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red signing off. Don't go away, guests. We're going to close out in a second debrief. Thank you, Josh. Are we by Facebook? Everybody wave by Facebook. By Voice America Power. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. 
tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.